0: Hey, I'm Arun. And I'm Jojo. As people who have had the exposure to the inside stories and hands-on experience in the field of bioelectronic medicines for the last decade, we think it's time to tell you a story. The story involves the very notion that therapeutics can be much more than just drugs. In fact, we would argue that to effectively treat some of the most pressing disease conditions, we need drugs and devices. Specifically, the devices that we are talking of are the ones that target a unique mechanism, the electrical axis of the body.
1: But before we go there, we ask, do people really even know what bioelectronic medicines are?
0: Not the ones that I speak to, especially as I'm speaking to many non-experts recently.
1: There's so much jargon and so many new terminologies. We have brain-computer interface, neurotechnology, digital biomarkers, closed-loop therapies, all clouding the old terms like neural modulation and neural interfaces. What's what? And there's so much unwanted hype and noise about a noted tech billionaire, suggesting that he could very well have had an implant and the world wouldn't notice. So people get worried about mind control and almost believe that everyone is gonna end up being Neo from the matrix or a slave to some company.
0: If that was just the hype of the media, social media included, it is mind-numbing to even see the number of jargons used by the engineers and scientists in the field. What is remarkably striking is their reluctance to accept terminology from the past because it is biased towards hand movement control from neuroprosthetics to realizing that some aspects of those principles may not be the same in nerves controlling other disease conditions and thereby calling it bi-electronic medicines and some even touting that they invented a whole new area of medicine. Nothing can ever be far from the truth.
1: You raised an interesting scientific perspective. Are principles from a nerve that control muscle movements the same as modifying an organ and its function to treat a chronic disease, like, say, heart failure or a metabolic disease? Is it really one-size-fits-all?
0: No, nothing can be far from the truth. Each nerve and each organ in the human body is unique and approaching it as a hammer looking for a nail is not going to solve the problem.
1: And approaching it as if I have a biological problem, but the engineers need to come up with a solution is also not going to work out either.
0: Yes, beyond that, we have direct observations that there are established venture capitalists and institutional investors out there who still believe that all therapeutics are just biopharmaceuticals. And in the case of a small subset who do, and who believe in the non-drug modalities, the question that comes to mind is, are they truly equipped to deal with all the emerging knowledge and make sound decisions? Think about it for a second.
1: And here's an interesting observation and a conundrum right after that. In the last 24 months, the check sizes for early stage funding in bioelectronics has gotten significantly bigger suggesting higher valuations earlier on. Some of these companies are being acquired by some new entrants from the pharmaceutical sector in Silicon Valley. The eye-watering feature is that these startup companies are still in pre-clinical stages or don't even have clinical data. Gone are the days where a startup company had to generate clinical data to even consider a strategic partnership. This is a fundamental movement in ideology here but surely the tectonic plates are shifting. All of a sudden, the hype becomes the trend and new investors flock into the area and invest in me too ideas, creating a herd mentality. Another startling fact to ponder is that three pharmaceutical companies, ones who are BMS in the biopharmaceutical arena, have entered the fray in the past nine years. Of those three, the latest two entrants came in the last 12 months via high-risk, high-reward acquisitions and partnerships. Honestly, if you were an investor, how do you even decide what to invest in? A technology or a disease-modifying treatment? How do you make a decision? Is that even known?
0: This is why we are here, to flip the conversation on its head, to inform, engage, and educate each and every single one of you to provide factual information accessible to everyone that places a student in the lab or an academic faculty member or if you work in the industry to if you're being an established or a new venture capital investor by providing you with all the information that you need to make sense of this field.
1: And did I just hear your inner monologue going off? I swear I could even hear it from here. You're asking yourself, why should I listen to these two? I'll tell you. Arun was the architect of the entire bioelectronics R&D portfolio at GlaxoSmithKline. GSK was the first pharma to ever get into this game, and his achievements include the great depth and scientific expertise that underpinned a $715 million investment by GSK and Verily, Google's life science division.
0: Jojo has been at the ground level following the emergence of the research interest in both academia and industry and works with some of the most cutting-edge emerging players and technology developers in the space of bioelectronics R&D. Did I mention that she's also the consulting editor for one of the most premier publications in the area, Neurotech Reports?
1: We can safely tell you that we have no product to sell and no ideas to creep into your brain to make you think good things about us. We are here with one mission, and that is to democratize the access to such information and to provide factual information about stories of science, technology, and the field of bioelectronic medicines. Join us every fortnight for a new episode from our studio for this series, Scraps Bioelectronic Medicines.
0: And we will not explain the most obvious concepts, like what most magazine articles do or grace the tip of this enormous area of research but go behind the facade of what the external world sees to uncover and explore various concepts that are pertinent to approaching energy as medicine rather than just electricity as medicine. We will present ample evidence for why there was a fantastic innovation that happened yesterday and that is being bettered every day and how tomorrow's world and patient care is going to be by a tapping into the electrical axis of the body as much as the molecular medicines that have been here for the last century.
1: It will be time well spent learning about how medicines that get on your nerves are made.